Welcome to the Parenting in Uniform podcast. My name is Claudia. I became a mom after 16 years of active duty service. That's when I discovered the disparity in knowledge amongst our military leaders concerning service members who are pregnant, postpartum, breastfeeding, and just dealing with military life while balancing families at home. I hope this podcast helps to enlighten us all on parenting while serving our nation. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be speaking with former Army Captain Kelly Kittle. She spent several years in the Army before having her baby and decided to ultimately ETS or call it quits for the Army in order to focus on her family. So welcome, Kelly. Hey, thanks, Claudia. Thank you for having me. Sure. So I just wanted to discuss the, the decision to get out of the Army in order to focus on family. Can you tell us a little bit about your military background? Yeah, sure. I finished high school in Williamsburg and always knew that I wanted to go to West Point and be in the Army. So after graduating West Point, I got assigned to Korea, had an awesome one-year assignment there. Then I went to Fort Bragg, which is actually where I met Claudia. So kind of growing up, I lived all overseas and knew that the military lifestyle was something that I would be able to get adapted to. But Going into it, didn't necessarily want to do it for 20 years. After having my daughter, Nicole, who's about two and a half now, kind of helped solidify the importance of family. My husband had just gotten back from a nine-month deployment. He was also at Fort Bragg with me. And while it was a difficult decision, because I really did love my time in the Army, I felt okay in doing that because with two you know, dual military households, it can be difficult to put one person's career ahead of another. kind of decided to civilian route after my five-year commitment was up. Right. And and I just have to point out, you're not the typical soldier. You are above and beyond an amazing athlete and just super intelligent and what the Army will always refer to as squared away and a high performer. Because you even were doing races when you were still on maternity leave to include we did a <laughs> half Ironman as a relay, but you did the run and smoked it. <laughs> and even when you were pregnant, you were still doing races. So phenomenal athlete for sure. Somebody who's always managed to incorporate training just fine. So at no point was fitness ever an issue for you. You were still definitely putting all the guys to shame and they're chasing you while you're pregnant and still struggling <laughs> to keep up. So I, I always thought that was hilarious, but fantastic example. Yeah. So it really was that decision to focus more on your family. Yeah, but. I love my time in the Army, and especially, like, you bring up fitness. That's one thing that I felt, unlike a civilian job where they might not care how in shape you are, the Army really puts a lot of emphasis on staying fit. And, and you know, you build camaraderie as well. So being a lieutenant and captain in the Army, I had the opportunity to get soldiers who really did not like working out. And that poor brag, they kind of forced you to love running which mm-hmm. wasn't a problem for me because I already loved. But we started some running groups. Like you said, like I'm attorney leave, I was running. And, and until coronavirus, I think all the races I did, even with my recent baby, I have a two-month-old loop. I think I did more racing when I was pregnant than I did the year before that. Which um, is crazy because <laughs> what I referred to as running when I was pregnant and postpartum, which was probably around that 11-minute pace, <laughs> you, were, you were still within that seven-minute or so, weren't you? Yeah, not suggesting that everybody do that, but if you keep up your fitness, I think it's, there's no issues with kind of continuing running. Got to watch out for your heart rate because it's obviously a lot more elevated. But yeah, I did a lot of triathlons throughout the years, but 
with coronavirus. I think hopefully that will come back on. But yeah, the Army has been super supportive in terms of prioritizing fitness. I do miss that part. Mm -hmm. Right. So how do you like it now? Was it the right decision for you? Do you ever have any regrets about leaving the Army? Yeah, so I think it was the right decision. Right now, I'm a product manager at Battle Street. It's a software company. I really love it. My job is very flexible. I'm able to work from home or go in the office as I need to. It definitely gave me the flexibility that I was looking for. But since my husband, Chris, is still in the Army, I, I see what he goes through. And I get to kind of, I do miss the Army. And I kind of relive it vicariously through him and through mm -hmm. some of my friends like you and my other friends from my last unit in Fort Bragg. So I do miss it. But I think since my husband's staying in, we'll be able to kind of still keep moving, which I actually enjoy. I know a lot of people might not like that part of the Army, but I don't mind uprooting our family and, you know, going overseas for a few years or mm -hmm. living in a place that's a little foreign. I don't regret it, but I do really, really appreciate my time and learn a lot that I don't think a lot of kids get today. For instance, my brother and sister, they're younger. They haven't done any military things. But I think that sense of fulfillment is hard to achieve in a regular job. And so I know, like, me and my other good friend who got out of the Army recently don't take things for granted as much because of the Army or Army experience. That's true. And you don't have to jump out of an airplane in your new job either. <laughs> I know that was probably like my least favorite thing. I know a lot of people love being airborne, but yeah, that was something that I had to do so that I would increase my chances of being stationed with my husband. Mm -hmm. So if you're afraid of heights, that's a pretty big thing to do. Right. So do you have any advice for any moms who might be thinking of ETSing from the military or I don't know if ETSing is really an army term, I should say, terminating their contract with the military and becoming a civilian. Yeah, I would say there's no right or wrong answer. If I had stayed in the army, I think I would still be very happy. And with the uncertain times that we live in right now, I think the security of having a good job and have people who genuinely care about your well-being and your success really means a lot. So. I've always had really good leaders to include Claudia who take care of me and take care of your family. And there's nothing more important than that. So it, it may be hard in the military with deployments and time away from your family. It just makes you closer to your family at the end of the day. That being said, not too, too much time. I know so me and my husband have been married for about 10 years and probably five have been separated from schools and different things. That may be a lot of time, but I still feel like we're still very close. So I would say... Don't take the decision lightly to get out because there's so many opportunities in the Army and you might not know about them. So you got to talk to somebody like Claudia to get a sneak peek of what the other opportunities are that you just might not know about. Right. And I was your battalion XO at the 82nd. And I had actually enlisted in the Army after graduate school. So I had a little bit of experience already as a civilian, too, just for our audience to know a little background there. And now you have your newborn son, who's only two months old. And do you think you would have been able to have him in as smooth of a transition into motherhood all over again if you were still in the Army? That's a good question. I think so. I mean, the on-post daycare system is pretty phenomenal. You get people who will take care of your kids almost as good as you would or better in terms of the type of attention they get. Longer hours than a typical nine to five job. So, right. as long as you're comfortable with that, it can be difficult. But 
one benefit is you work at the same place as your daycare. You're able to go at lunchtime and go check on your on your kids, and they're a little bit closer than they may be if you're working at a, a normal job and your daycare was a little bit further. So I think I would have still been able to make it work. And, of course, you have your husband yeah. helping you out. Oh, yeah, but. exactly. <laughs> I know he ended up helping you with dropping off at daycare, but he ended up having a PCS before you got out of Fort Bragg, out of the Army as well. So that was another challenge because you just had to live that whole dual military lifestyle. You're not necessarily together the whole time. Yeah, that's true. We spent a little time apart where I left Fort Bragg and got out of the Army, but you have a close group of friends that help out in a really good system there. and. Of course, one thing within the Army is that you tell your commander of your situation, I'm basically a single mom with one kid or two kids, and I have this type of schedule. I've never seen a case where they don't work with you and they don't help accommodate to make sure that you're successful in your home life. That's not saying it's going to be easy, but they are always there to support you. That's good. I'm glad you had a positive experience with that. (laughs) Yeah, Not everybody does. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with breastfeeding and pumping as well when you were in the Army? Uh, yeah, sure. So they really protect you in the Army in terms of making sure you have a space to pump and all that, have a private office. So I actually um, had my own office at the time and the 5-2 ace at Fort Bragg and also uh, an HHBN with Claudia. So I was able to do that at work and still be successful and they really helped support that. Yeah, that was actually... A pretty positive experience, I would say. Yeah, I think you were fortunate that you were always in a pretty senior leadership position and you had your own office. I know I don't have my own office anymore. And I haven't since having a child. I, I went a good 10 years where I had my own office and all of a sudden I have a baby and I have to share. So I needed the pumping room and everything. So that's been a little bit harder oh. to manage for me because it certainly would be easier if I could just bump and continue working at my desk. But instead, it just ends up being a nice break for me. Yeah, it is like a nice little break throughout the day. If I had to ask somebody or bring it up to have my own office for that, I think that would be a little awkward for me. <laughs> right <laughs> now? Yeah, just that it that can be challenging because, like you said, not everybody has their own office. That was pretty fortunate. But people can definitely accommodate for that. But it's not always a nice conversation with your boss. No, it's, it's not always <laughs> the easiest, and we'll have other episodes to discuss how to bring that up as well. So this was before, because your daughter, older daughter, is now two and a half, so before there were all the federal laws requiring a pumping room in every federal building as well. So you're very lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to mention about your experience in the Army? Yeah, so I guess I want to briefly touch on one thing. Look, I mentioned all these good experiences. And I really do have good fond memories of the Army, even though I was only in for five years. Unfortunately, I know there's a lot of people, especially women, who have negative experiences, and that can taint your perception of the Army. And I myself at West Point had something negative happen to me personally and to a few others. And I just want to say that while that happened to me and I kind of have moved on from that, it's definitely something that people can hold on to. But Sexual assault, sexual uh, harassment can happen, not just just in the Army. But I would say that there's a really good support system, a way to respond to that in the Army that I haven't seen in the commercial world as much. So Mm -hmm. it is pretty horrific, and I think, unfortunately, things have happened to almost all my close friends. 
that I have in the army, mm-hmm. which is not a good statistic, but there's people like Claudia and others that help kind of other females have a good support structure to which they feel comfortable coming forward and uh, bringing up things like that. Right. So if it, you were trying to ETS and something has happened to you, what I'm saying is I wouldn't go just based off that experience because one, it, in a weird kind of way, it makes you stronger and people a little better, the, the good and the bad. But two, unfortunately, this is just a little cut out of society. And so it doesn't just end at the army. It's kind of a little bit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. The whole Me Too movement is a good example of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to end on a negative note, but if you're somebody out there who has gone through something like that, I'm sure you're definitely not alone there. Mm-hmm. And there are certainly a lot of resources within the Army. And if anyone has any specific questions or just want to talk about their negative experiences, we have the Facebook page for this podcast, Parenting in Uniform, which you can find on Facebook and post questions or send a direct message as well to try to help you out. I want to I want to say one more thing, Claudia, to people who listening into this podcast for the first time. Even though Claudia became a mom after me, I have pretty much copied all of the things that she does as a mom <laughs> in terms of the right stroller to get the right this and that, and just how healthy she is, how her baby is growing up beautifully. So I'm sure she'll have other podcasts about the kind of things that she recommends. But she is an outstanding mother, and if Anybody does half the things that she does, their babies will turn out beautiful. So, well, thank you very much, Kelly. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, and I waited a long time. So, I was a major when I finally became a mom. So, I had a lot of time to observe and take it all in and decide how I wanted to experience motherhood and do my research and read the books and ask the questions and all that. So, I appreciate it. Yes, I love my yeah. Duna stroller. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, that thing is a lifesaver. Worth every penny. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. Appreciate speaking with you. Can you tell us a little bit, though, before we go, about what you're doing now with personal training? Yeah, sure. So I'm a coach with the Faster Rate of Fat Loss, and it's a program that I have done after having my daughter, Nicole, and have been practicing the intermittent fasting principles of the fast of the program actually since my daughter was born and it's something I love doing and really passionate about so if you're interested in how intermittent fasting can help you and how 30 minute workout spouts each day can get you like in the best shape of your life contact me or look up fast way to fat loss to get more information but it's definitely great for busy moms who don't want to make three meals a day and want to prioritize their health you know and I saw how successful you were doing intermittent fasting, you know, postpartum. And actually, I've been doing a lot of that too. I do the the Bulletproof coffee is my big thing in the mornings, which I add some collagen protein too and cow powder and everything. I actually just did that this morning. Yeah, that is so Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, Yeah. so that's just pretty much butter coffee, another way of calling it. Yeah, it sounds gross. sounds gross until you try it. It's so good. It's like a latte. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've been doing that. And I actually found another way of doing it with matcha tea. So my matcha tea latte. And my son loves to watch me do it in the morning, like oh, making it yum. with a blender. <laughs> so funny to watch the blender. It used to scare him, but now he's fascinated by it. So, And it oh. saved me a lot of time, for sure. And I'm full until, you know, lunchtime, usually around 1 o'clock or so. Is when I yeah, it is awesome. And mm-hmm. blenders are awesome, too, especially for those who have kids. My daughter makes blender noises now when she mimics me and makes little blender noises. And 
she always tells me when it's smoothie time. So yeah, that's pretty good. Good healthy snack, but a good healthy meal. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Kelly. And I'll definitely add a link to your personal training site and information on the show notes. And certainly will be helpful for anybody who's preparing to take the ACFT. Yeah. And you recovered really amazingly well from postpartum as far as fitness goes. So definitely someone to emulate. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Claudia. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This podcast has no affiliation with the Department of Defense, nor any of the military units or organizations mentioned. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views made by guests are not necessarily those of the host, and no statements should be construed as fact or medical advice.